Hello and welcome to another episode of Weed Pod. This week we're discussing our passions, the meaning behind them, and what having a passion for something can do for your life. To start off, our participants will introduce themselves. I'll begin. Hi, I'm Lena Bondison. I use she, her pronouns, and I'm a rising junior. Hi, I'm Ayat. I use she, her pronouns, and I'm also a rising junior. Hi, I'm Miriam. I also use she, her pronouns, and I'm also a rising junior. So building off the theme of passion, the title of this episode is, to me, passion is. And I just kind of want to ask our participants, what are you passionate about? Yeah, so I can start us off. So the first thing that comes to mind when like I get asked, what are you passionate about would be um, writing. I think that's like any type of writing, to be honest, like poetry, um, fiction, journalism, any type of writing I get like really passionate about. And almost um, I kind of like fixate on it for a while and just like if there's one specific piece that I really want to um put a lot of effort in like I kind of block out everything else and just focus on it um but yeah I think that's the main thing I have like little hobbies that maybe I'll get into for periods of time but I wouldn't really consider them um like an ongoing passion I am passionate about a lot of things and I think that's partially because um of my ADHD, I like tend to fixate on a lot of things at once. And um, so, and they're all kind of fleeting. So it's honestly kind of a difficult question for me, but um, currently it's like politics and sociology um, are my passions and they have been for a while and they've just sort of like manifested in different ways like over the course of the last few years. And I'll go last. Honestly, I feel like this is a hard question also because I also have ADHD. So I feel like my whatever I'm passionate about is changing like every second um, as I find something that I'm like completely interested in and then I lose interest in that and find something else like the next day. But I think that something constant for me has just kind of been like animal rights and like the ocean specifically. Um, yeah, I mean, although I d- no longer want to be like anything involving animals when I'm older, I think that it's still something that's a really big part of my personality. So when I think about like, what am I passionate about? That just comes to mind. Yeah. <laughs> I really like that all of ours are so different though, because I would have never known that. I feel like this is such a interesting question because nobody ever asked like, what are you passionate about? They just ask, what do you want to do when you're older? So yeah. <laughs> But um, I also want to ask our participants, what is your most meaningful accomplishment in your life this far? And why do you think it is so meaningful? Um, I'll start off again. So um, I, for a while, I really wanted my biggest accomplishment to be publish a book, but um, I uh, procrastinate a lot. So that didn't happen. Um, But the first thing I can think of was like from middle school. And it was when I won my first writing competition. Um, I just think it's like the most meaningful to me because like I was 13, 13 or 14 and like knowing that my work was like actually appreciated and it wasn't just like friends and family being like, you're a good writer. Like, I think that was the big, that was like where I was like, okay, clearly like I, I can, this is something that I can do and I can do it well. And it kind of told me like, you know, you're not just for lack of better words, like it kind of got rid of my imposter syndrome because I was like, okay, this is something that I'm not just like telling myself I'm good at. And also um, the story that like I submitted was like in a way based on like my family's like experiences because it was a a story about refugees. 
So knowing that like not only my writing was like appreciated, but like my family's story was, um, I think that was like my most meaningful um, accomplishment, even though I was like in middle school. Um, I'm struggling to think of something because like, I don't know, I feel like I always like undermine my accomplishments and I'm like, oh, that's not that big of a deal. Like, and I think it comes a lot with like, academic competition like I'll see other people like accomplishing the same thing as I'm like oh so it's not that big of a deal like but like I've gotten a honor roll like consecutively since sixth grade and that's like kind of amazing and just because of like especially our school it's extremely competitive academically I don't realize that it's that big of accomplishment I'm like oh all my friends got a honor roll too it's not that big of a deal but like I don't know kind of is a big deal and I'm proud of myself for that. Something I can actually think of like for Miriam was when we were in I think it was eighth or ninth grade and she submitted like an assignment two weeks late and got the best grade like yeah everybody was jealous for a while but like that's a big deal that like she submitted it late and still I don't know that was something I was proud of for her even though I was like she submitted it late, but everyone hated me in eighth grade for that. They were like, you submitted it two weeks late and you got the highest score. And I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't know what to say. I was like, um, okay. I feel like that just shows that school does not have the right expectations or the right parameters for us to be successful because like you were super successful and it was not within a deadline. And I know for me at least, like sometimes deadlines make things worse. And if somebody wasn't like constantly on me about submitting something like I would be so much better at it and I'd have like enough time and enough energy to be able to do it to a actually like good and finished product and like you know follow it through instead of just submitting something when it's half done because I didn't want to get like 20 points off every day that I submitted it late and I think that that's like definitely something that I relate to at least um, and like going back to this like meaningful most meaningful com- accomplishment um, honestly I think I'm having issues too like just kind of identifying it because I also kind of struggle to pick out something that like I've done that's like different from anybody else and especially going to high school in Fairfax County around like all these super smart people it's definitely like demeaning or diminishing I guess to my like academic confidence where I like I don't get a honor roll all the time and I just kind of think that my grades are average or like okay um but then like when my like family looks at them they're like oh but you got A's and B's that's really good and I'm I just that's not even in my head that it would be good it's now it's just only A's would be good I guess when in reality like if I was in another school system or if I like I don't even know maybe if I had even gone to school in person this year I'd have a different perspective on this but like I feel like everybody else is doing the exact same thing as me so then there's nothing that makes me special but for most meaningful and impactful I think that like the dedication to my mental health that I've had is probably the most meaningful accomplishment because it's made room for me to explore the passions that I have so yeah, I think that that's probably my most meaningful one. And, and honestly, I think it's why is because it's going to affect my the rest of my life, like from the better. Um, and then building off of this, I wanted to ask, like, what's your biggest goal? And why would you say that it's your biggest goal? And I think that I kind of want to see if this is connected to um, the accomplishment 
thoughts and like see if the reasoning is similar because I kind of feel like they are connected. Yeah. So um, for me, if you were to ask me this maybe three years ago, I would have been like getting into an IV or like something like that. But I think especially with the pandemic, I've realized like, and I, I know we, we were going to talk about college and um, academia a little bit later, but I think that just through the pandemic, I saw like how like the school you go to and like the, the IVs or prestige or whatever, like really do not shape who you are as a person. And like to go off of that, they don't like you, like the education you get from those types of schools, like you're really just getting it for the name. Like sometimes it feels like you're just paying for like a degree that says Harvard instead of like Mason, you know? Um, so used to be IVs, thank God it's not. That's taken a lot off of my mental health. Um, now I think, I, I think I'm, I just mentioned this, but like, I think right publishing a book would be pretty awesome. Like, I feel like not for the reason to have people read my work, but like just being like, I'm a published author. Like, I don't know. I feel like that would be pretty cool. Um, I think uh, besides that, maybe like, um, I've always wished that I was like really, really good at a certain sport. So if I were to like ever um, get really, really good suddenly in like fencing or basketball, I don't know. I feel like it'd be pretty cool to like do that professionally because like your hobby is also like your job, which it should be regardless, but that's a different topic. My biggest goal in life changes like every three months. Like if you would have asked me like three months ago when I was working on the IB personal project and I was like making a dress, which is also like a pretty cool accomplishment. I forgot about that. Um, I would have said, oh, I want to be a professional fashion de designer. That is not true for me anymore. Um, I think my biggest goal now is just to make it out of high school without completely sacrificing my mental health. Because up until now, it's just been like so difficult to like balance my school life and like my mental health and I think if I make it out of high school as like a functioning human I'm gonna be pretty proud of myself. Honestly I really like that you brought it back to that where it's these little goals or like seemingly little goals but actually they're super hard um, to accomplish and like to imagine even like for me I definitely agree with that and I think last year I would have been shocked to hear myself say that my goal in life is just to be happy and content with myself and I think that if I'm being completely honest to myself I will be a little bit disappointed depending on what school I end up getting into but it's for me like my goal with that is to get over that and to be like actually my self-worth isn't defined by the Mason or the Harvard on my degree. It's just the fact that I made it there and that I'm doing something that I want to do that's going to benefit other people and the field that I want to go into. So yeah, I just think that I've grown a lot, honestly, through this quarantine. And I think that we all have, honestly, in our own ways, because I mean, it's a pandemic. So that's pretty, <laughs> that's pretty crazy to have gone through as high schoolers. But yeah. And I mean, throughout this pandemic, I think I've realized that I, this is my life um, and people giving me like advice and people giving input, unsolicited input, I might add, um, on what I want to do. I don't always have to take it to heart. Um, do any of you guys have experience with like people trying to control your life a little bit? 
my god um first thing I thought of was like I I think for me like my family like my my parents have always been like supportive of like do what you want but then it's been like do what you want as long as it's a doctor <laughs> so I mean I know they'll always be supportive like I I know especially my mom is like very encouraging of like do what you want um don't like don't sacrifice your mental health for it um but I think that for my extended family it's always been like like you need to get into an IV because like all, all, almost all my cousins did so there's like that pressure of like you have to get into an IV you have to work at like these like Google or like Lux something like that or you need to be a doctor at like Harvard Medical or something like that so I it's like this unspoken pressure on me and like my little sister of like you need to do all of these things um so there's like that but then I think there's also a lot of pressure like within my school um because I know from like my school like Madigan said like it's very very co competitive academically and I feel that too like I ended the last semester with like a pretty good average like a, a pretty high average and I was really proud of it but I don't say anything because I'm like everybody ended with a or like almost everybody ended with an A average so it's not even special um and also within my school, it's kind of like everybody also expects you to be like a lawyer or doctor or like some high paying job like that, even when you might want to be like a professor or like an artist or something like that. So I definitely think that there's that pressure from like the school and family. And then for me also is kind of like within my friend group, because sometimes um, like there will be jokes like Ayat's going to be the one who gets into like an IV which is like fine like that I don't really care about the joke itself but like the more I think about it the more I'm like oh my god like it's not just my family who expects it and I know like people who say these things obviously don't mean it like seriously or like are saying it as a joke um but like it does get me thinking like do like people outside my family like have these standards for me or like like do I need like and then it gets to, like do I need to fulfill those standards or am I going to be like a disappointment to like most people who knew me in high school so I feel a lot of the same stuff as I had and I think it's because we come from like really similar cultures um so not necessarily from my parents because my parents are actually um my sister just got into Mason for like um art school and they were really supportive of that. I was supportive of that. And she wants to like do animation and that's like really cool. And they're like, go for it. So like, I know they'll always like have my back on that, but like other people in like my extended family, like my grandma, she's always asking me like, are you gonna go to medical school? I'm like, I don't know. And it's just kind of like annoying when I've like also expressed that I don't have an interest in it. And I just like constantly feel like I have to do it just to like not disappoint the other people around me, which I know like ultimately it doesn't really matter what other people think, but I have this thing where if I feel like someone's disappointed in me, it like makes me really upset. So yeah. Yeah, I think just like what Medium said, um, it's like a lot of my extended family. And so I remember this summer I took like a, a two weekend like course um, like it's like an intro to the medical field or something because I was like okay I need to like figure out if like this is something I actually want because 
if it's not like I need to come up with a backup plan quickly because I'm like going to my junior year. And I did actually enjoy the program. And I was like, okay, so I do like the medical field. And then even after that, and I like told myself I do like it, I was still like questioning myself and being like, am I only telling myself this because I have family in the medical field and they want me to go into it, blah, 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 blah. So I have I have this thing where I like go back and forth where I'm like, okay, I could double major like medical and like writing, for example, like, like, like that. But then I'm like, well, do I like want to put myself through the medical field? Like, it's just this like constant battle in my mind where I'm like, I can't figure out if it's something I want or if it's something that's just been like put on me since I was like five or six years old. And it's like that pressure from so many years ago where I don't want to disappoint like my family even though it is my, like Madame said, like it is my life, but like, I still have that thing where I'm like, I don't want to disappoint like these people who have like, not only been like supporting me, but like are my family. Um, so yeah, like, I think for most people who are listening, it's just going to be like family who, who really like influences you if you have like a close um, like relationship with them. Cause at the end, like, I feel like most people value their family's opinions more than their friends because like it's sad to say but at some point you are gonna have to leave like your high school friends so i think that's so true um especially talking about like the fact that sometimes i subconsciously feel like i'm trying to please other people um with my decisions and things and i don't realize it until afterwards where i'm just kind of like oh was that actually me or like am I just being influenced by all these people around me and I don't want to disappoint them because like they're my family and I think at the beginning of the quarantine I definitely had kind of a identity crisis of sorts I was like applying to all these programs for international relations and I had no idea if I was going to get them or not so I was coming up with um, a plan just in case I didn't get in and I discovered that like well, I already knew this throughout my whole life that I really enjoy cosmetology and makeup and like nails and everything. And I wanted to go to cosmetology school, which is not college. Um, and my school has an academy for cosmetology. So my plan was to do the academy for two years and get my license and then go to a further um, education like with cosmetology at like the Aveda school and then become a makeup artist. But even though I knew that I really loved that and when I was like from the time I was in like fifth grade, I loved makeup and I did my makeup just when I got home from school, I did it and then took it off because I wasn't allowed to wear it out. I would just do it for fun because I really loved it. And it was like the first time I was able to actually express myself through like art. And I think that like I had forgotten about that because I had been so focused on this, like this dream that other people had for me to like go to college and become a marine biologist or something like something that is in STEM field, something that you go to a well-known university for, or at least not an Ivy, but maybe a state school for, um, but definitely college. Because in my like parents' mind and my family's mind, college is reassuring. And it's like, if you have a degree, you can get a high paying job. But I had like all of these discussions with them when I still didn't know about my like acceptance to any programs for international relations. I kept saying like, you guys need to be okay with me not going to college and I kind of had this like reality check where I was like I don't I really don't want to go I I want to do this if I don't get into this program for this next year like I'm going to pursue cosmetology um and I think that it gave me kind of a perspective 
when um, I did get admitted to one of the programs. And so now my goal is to go to college for a different thing. Um, and my parents are so supportive of that. And it's made me like realize that I like, I, first of all, I do have a say in my life. Like I can decide whether or not I do want to go to college or if I want to go to a vocational school or whatever I decide. Um, but I know what my parents' subconscious views are, regardless of if they tell me that they, they'll love me if I like pursue college or not, or a like a salary job or not, or internship or not. Like I know that they subconsciously want me to go to college, but yeah, I think that it's really important to check in with yourself and make sure that what you're doing is for you. And like I said, I think that it's really important to have that backup plan because sometimes something will change and you'll just be like, I really don't want to do this anymore. And for me, that was like being a vet, which is like everybody's dream as a child, I feel like. And I, I had wanted to be a vet for so long because I, I, I really do love animals and I've done so much volunteering with animals and like specifically with equine. And it's just crazy that I was so obsessed with something because of the views that I was surrounded by. And I wasn't even able to see that until like 15 or 16 years later. But yeah, I do think though that with the burnout and hobbies and everything, it's really important to not use your only hobby as your job because then it becomes not fun and it becomes more of a chore. So I don't know. For me, I feel like that was kind of cosmetology, but in the same way, I feel like I would have really enjoyed it because I would have learned more about it. For like you, I did you do you think of writing as like your hobby or do you think of it as something that you would be successful in if you did like go to school for it? Um, well, first I want to say like that's I think it's really brave of you to have that conversation with your parents because I think especially now, like a lot of people don't want to, um, like out of fear of what their parents will say. I know for me, college, like regardless of what I wanted to do, I wanted to go just because I like learning. Um, with the writing, like I honestly, I feel like I wouldn't pursue it as a job just because for me, like <laughs> this sounds really bad, but I remember being in like middle school and I was like, well, if I can make money off my writing, why not? You know, which obviously that was like a 13 year old mind, but now it's kind of been like, well, I'm doing so many programs where I have to write. I'm like, like literally today I had a seven hour writing program. So like, you know, if I'm putting all this work into these programs and I'm like, I have to write for school anyways, like why not make it something I love? Because the thing with, for me with writing, the way I see it is like, I could do so many things with it. I could write like a series. I could write like articles, you know, like there are some ways to take it. But at the same time, and this was like a conversation I was having with my cousin, which is like, although you shouldn't be like, I'm only going to do this job because of the money. Like, I kind of had to have a reality check and be like, I can't live off my parents. I don't want to live off my parents forever. And like, I do want like financial stability to like, if I decide to like have a family or things like that. And so I kind of had this realization where I was like, I do want to go to college and like study um, and like get some sort of degree with writing, but I don't think it would be like a my first choice of career because like you're not guaranteed with with writing, especially like I think with a lot of the arts, like you're not guaranteed um, 
certain jobs, even if you are really talented, like it is just really a competitive field. And I, I don't know, like the way I see, especially when I walk into like a bookstore and I see the same books like are, you know, like put on like the front tables or shelves or whatever, I kind of have this like voice in my head where I'm like, I feel really bad for like the other authors who, and like, especially teenage ones um, where they're probably working just as hard, but you know, because of whatever, like they're not getting pushed onto the shelves. And that kind of influences like how I think of um, writing as a career. So short answer, <laughs> don't make um, your man because like you said earlier, like you're gonna get tired of it. Um, and that's my biggest fear because I don't wanna get tired of writing. Um, so yeah, I would say like, I, I think if you have multiple passions or maybe a, a previous passion, like kind of go back to it and see like, what you liked about it, what you don't. Um, something I recently realized was my love for like Greek mythology. Like, I don't know, like I just remember having that obsession in elementary school and now going back, I'm like, wow, like that's that's really cool. So maybe I'll get a degree in Greek mythology. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's like, honestly, everything you said is very relatable. I feel like for me, I had that realization after I thought I was making a really big life change. And when I did decide again that I wanted to go to college, I thought back on it and I did think of myself kind of losing that outlet that I have for something like for stress and for just an escape. And I'm not really sure how to tell if what you're passionate about is what you can pursue as like your career. There's a very fine line between something being fit to be your career choice or your career path and then something being your hobby. I just know that you can't make one thing that's your hobby, your career. You have to have something else on the side, which I think it's really important. And I mean, it's really great that like Miriam has many things that she like is passionate about and that you can go back to, even if it is something from, you know, a couple of years ago, it still might spark that interest and it could be useful for you to relieve stress. And I think that a lot of people overlook that. Like I've seen in my parents definitely that they lost what they enjoy or they only have, they've had to create things that they enjoy. I know for my dad, he watches the same movie like every day. And that's just because he seeks that stability. And I think that that's really interesting because like I see a therapist, <laughs> but his the way he describes it is like his therapy because he knows exactly what's going to happen. And I feel like that's how different hobbies are. And not necessarily that watching a movie is a hobby, but I think it's just a hobby kind of means, it can mean just things you do for fun and doesn't necessarily have to be like painting or like riding a bike or whatever. It can just be something that isn't work. Um, but something I do want to go back to is when I mentioned the financial stability, that's actually something that like my therapist, when I was going through this like super weird time when I had an identity crisis, she asked me what my five main things I wanted in my life were and what I would feel good having. And one of them was financial stability. And I think it's really important to be mature about your choices because I know that it can sound really immature to be like oh I want to be a makeup artist or I want to um I want to be a painter or I want to be an artist period um 
because like I have said, those fields are very competitive and a lot of the time there is not very much room for expansion in the world of authors and artists who are popular because they've stayed the same for like hundreds, I mean, not hundreds of years, but like tens of years and painters hundreds of years. So it is really hard, but I think that is also a generalization and saying that you can't be a painter is wrong, but maybe incorporating it like how Miriam said, being an animator, maybe that's something that you can you can combine because nowadays digital art and digital media is super important. And maybe there's something where you can design like an ad for a company and there's like these compromises that you can make. And that's something that I've learned as I've gotten older is that like it is immature to think that you can make money off of something that you completely enjoy or that like you only want to do because you enjoy and it's sad honestly it's sad that we can't do that because there is need for I mean somewhere there's need for somebody to paint over graffiti or something like that but there in our society we have to just be able to adapt and be able to see how we can make a living off of something especially in America where we don't have universal health care <laughs> so it's like at the same time, you want to enjoy what you do, but you also want to not have to live with your parents for the next 30 years. So, um, yeah, I think the point that you and Ayat made about like um, pursuing your passions, but also like seeking financial stability, like in your future career is like it's honestly like upsetting how many people I've seen like give up like what they were passionate about just because like they couldn't make money in that field. And it really just like draws back to the fact that capitalism doesn't reward art. Like it'll reward things that can be mass produced or things that society deems useful. So like, for example, my uncle, um, he studied music in college and he was um, like the drummer for a band that like released several albums and like they were like fairly popular in Fairfax County, like back in their day but like it still wasn't enough to like support him so he went into real estate and I think it was I think it's just so sad that like he wasn't able to do what he really really enjoyed just because like he couldn't make enough money in that field and he had to like stay with his parents like my grandparents for a while um to like support himself while he was getting like his real estate license I think I don't know I just wish that everyone could pursue what they actually wanted to instead of pursuing like what they think will make them the most money or make them be able to like live comfortably. I actually just remembered, like Nadim just reminded me of this. I had a cousin who for, like for a while, like as far as I can remember, she really wanted to go into like being like an influencer and like a beauty guru of some type. Like she did um, launches with like Huda Beauty and whatever. So she really, really wanted it. And then she also had this like reality check, kind of like basically like what Nadim said, where she was like, I'm not going to be rewarded for this. Like, it's going to be so difficult. And now she's like in law school, which she says she's in, she's enjoying, but I don't know. I feel like she, she definitely would be happier. Like in, if she pursued like being an influencer and like seeing her, like, especially like as a family, as like a family member who's pretty close to her, like the way she's like, kind of, it, it feels like she's repeating high school where she's like so depressed, but like just trying to push through and I don't know. I feel like it's sad when you see a family member like that, where like they clearly have this this passion, but 
are giving it up just because just so they can like live basically and like afford things and yeah I think I I also had that like I I think throughout the pandemic I was going back and forth between being like I want to be an author that's not going to make me money I'll go be a doctor a doctor is what my family wants I'm also like my the same cousin was telling me this like the other day but she was like you remind me of that girl from 10 things I hate about you the what's her name cat because she was like I don't do what people expect from me and I feel I don't know like it's a very cringy line but I feel like that sometimes where I'm like maybe I just don't want to be a doctor because it's what my family expects like maybe I should just do something else and I don't know like I'm basically word vomiting and like telling you my mental battle that I've been going through since like summer of last year so I don't know I feel like also like school has a role in this where they don't really prepare you for what you want to do and it's more so just like get your SAT scores get into the best college and then figure it out in college and then there's also the aspect where like the arts and schools are like much more like underfunded than like like other programs in schools and so kids who might want to pursue those types like in music or like art class or whatever like aren't able to express their passion their hobby like in school to figure out like if it's something they're good at or like something they want to do um yeah I just think that's like a whole nother part of like how school plays a role in like what we like and don't like to do I definitely agree and I agree especially with like the funding part of things and just I mean I feel like my parents have a really big role in how I have grown up and how my mind has like been made growing up um and my thought process and how I've had to like undo that thought process because I know that my parents just want the best for me and they want me to have like what they didn't have. But I look at like my mom who went to college, like she went to an Ivy and then she went to grad school at UCLA. And although she had like success in academia, she was funded by like financial aid scholarship where, you know, like the poor person scholarship where she relied on them to pay for all of her college because she was would not be able to otherwise and she was like doing all this research um she was studying abroad in Taiwan and then they just stopped funding her and so then she couldn't continue that and now she's a financial counselor and I think about that and I'm just like I don't want that to be me because I know she's not happy in what she's doing right now and she only got the degree in financial planning because she needed to be able to make money. And sometimes I think about that and I'm like, first of all, I, I like I, I look at my mom as a role model because she did get to do that with the studying abroad and pursuing what she was interested in. But then at the same time, I get super sad because I'm like, she lost that, not because she wasn't doing what she wanted, but because of the underfunding in research and in like other fields that aren't medical. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's sad sometimes for me, but I mean, sometimes I also do understand the love that comes from it. Just very like, it's very choppy love, I guess. I want to ask the participants, do you guys ever compare yourself to your siblings or to your parents or cousins or anybody else who's like gone to college in your family? Um, so I am the oldest and so like I don't compare myself to uh, an 11 year old but I do see myself constantly comparing myself to um, I think my cousins more than my parents because 
my parents grew up grew up out of the U.S. and like my dad grew up like in Iraq, like in his home country. So like the education there's different. And then my mom was like always moving around um, in Europe because of like her dad. So it's like mostly my cousins and I've had these conversations with some of them. It's just because most of them, actually all of them, um, went to like really well-known schools like Harvard, Yale, UCLA, like all of these really amazing schools. And while the, the pressure doesn't come from them, it's like really indirect because I have expressed to one cousin who went to, I can't even remember, Harvard, Stanford, I don't even know. But um, like I, I just remember like talking to them and being like, maybe I just want to go to like my state school. Like, I don't want to leave. And they were like, why, why wouldn't you want to do that? Like, don't you want to live outside of home and do all of this? And I'm like, I just don't want to go into debt. Like, <laughs> I just really don't want to. Um, so there's this pressure from them to like, not only like succeed like a lot, like after college, but then there's the pressure of like getting into these schools and it kind of like manifested because now I'm just like, I don't want to stay in Virginia. Like I want to go to California or I want to do this and this. And it's, again, it's that mental battle I have with myself where I'm like, is this what I want? Or is this what they've been telling me since I was five? So now I want it because like, I, I remember being six, seven years old and like already having like my cousins buy me like Harvard sweaters and Yale sweaters. And like, I know obviously it was like harmless and they don't mean it in that way, but the way that it translates to me now is like, okay, like clearly there's this pressure to succeed, become like this big shot, even if it's something I don't want. And I think, uh, I think Medium kind of sees it just because we go to school together where I'm like very, very critical of myself, even if I don't, like, I, I will literally like be really, really harsh on myself on like a certain assignment or like do more than is even required or like needed just because I'm like if I don't pass this like computer class I'm not going to get into the schools I want to which is like total bs but I think that just happens when you have pressure and it's like like we were saying earlier like pressure from your family because again like you don't want to disappoint them and for me when it, that pressure has been coming since I was like a little kid now I'm just like okay I like I can't figure out if it's something I want or if it's something like that's just been been like told to me since I was a kid so now mentally I'm just like yeah this is what I want so yeah I, I just think for me it's like a lot of like cousin comparing and even when I talk to my cousins and them being like no you don't have to do this blah blah, blah like as much as they're going to tell me it like my mind is still going to be like no they want you to go to these types of schools otherwise you're a disappointment so I also have something to say about this um because I am not the oldest I am the third child out of four so have two older siblings to, to be compared to um my sister as i said earlier was like into art and i was also into art for a while but then i realized my sister was better than me at art so i was like eh, i'll give this up i'll let her have this um and i've me and my brother have always kind of um excelled academically like ever since we were little like we both started reading super early that kind of thing so like he's also five years older than me. So I've always felt like this constant pressure to like be like him and do all the things he did. And he like took, oh my God, I constantly get compared to him and he took, and we're about to take SATs. And the first time my brother took the SAT, he got a 1420. 
So like, and, and he didn't even end up retaking it. Like he could have gotten a better score, but like, he just, he was like, eh, this is good enough. And I feel like if I don't do that well, my first try on the SAT, which is literally ridiculous, by the way, if I don't do that well, my first try, I'm like a failure because like, um, my little sister, she's about to start eighth grade. So like, I don't know, I'm not comparing, comparing myself to a 13 year old. And my older sister, obviously she had the art thing, but like academics has really kind of been like my, my thing, I guess, out of my siblings. Um, And I feel like I always kind of feel like this pressure that if I don't do as well as my brother did in high school, that like, I'm not good enough. And he, he was like, he was ridiculous. He got, he graduated with like a 4.3 or something and he took like five APs his senior year, like ridiculous stuff. And I'm like, I can never live up to that. But like, I don't know. And he's majoring in neuroscience and I just constantly feel compared to him. So yeah. No, yeah, I totally get that. I mean, like, I think older siblings, um, especially when it's not just your parents, but it's also you, because like, I know the thing with the SAT scores, like I just took the SAT in June and I got my score back and my sister taking it the first time like it was crazy like of course I wanted to do like 10 points better or whatever but like when you're trying to get a like over a 1450 no uh I was never going to get a 1450 and I knew that and so in my mind I had already given up so it was like even though I did get like a pretty good score I didn't get that score. And so I was like crying when I got my score, even though my score was great. Like everybody was like, oh, your score is really good. But I was there just like, I'm not good enough. And I have always kind of felt like that because my sister is also into art, but I'm not as good. So I'm like, okay, I'm not the art child. But then in academics, it's like, I'm also not the academic child. So what but who am I? I don't know because I'm not good at anything, but then I like, I have to take a step back sometimes and just realize that like comparison really is the root of all evil. And there's other things that I'm good at. Like those aren't the only two things in the world. And sometimes it it really does though. It sometimes it feels like if my grades aren't matching up, which they don't, (laughs) then like I'm a disappointment. And like, I see it from my parents too. It used to bother me more than it does now because now I've done things that I'm actually proud of. But um, when I was younger, I saw them like really encourage my sister. And my sister is just two years older than me. Um, But like, they really encouraged my sister to do things with academics. And then for me, they were just like, kind of more relaxed about it um and weren't really so talkative to like relatives or friends about me doing well in school because like me doing well in school wasn't my my sister doing well in school it wasn't the same thing um so yeah I feel like that happening though like as a kid me having that experience has made me though put that pressure on myself now because my parents no longer compare me well, that's not true. They don't compare me as much to my sister, but like I do it myself <laughs> now. I don't need them to do it because I'm I'm there to do it for myself. Yeah, literally the same. I like I said, like when I was younger, my my dad, like not not in a har- harmful way, he used to just be like, "Your cousin got into this school. Your cousin took these many classes." Blah blah blah. And 
he doesn't do it anymore just because like I kind of had like a big talk with him um like when I started high school where I was like I cannot be the next Dina I can't be the next blah 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 like I'm I'm me like I, I can't just be them um especially because most of my cousins are nine plus years older so their high school their college experience is like almost if not completely different than like mine um with like classes and acceptance rates and all of that and the other thing like you said like it's it's become this thing where it's like I don't need anyone to compare me anymore because now I'm doing it myself um and it's something I try to like not do because I'm I keep trying to be like I'm my own person like um you know like ex-cousin didn't like writing and I do or like just something small like that um and something I also try doing is like talking to whoever they're comparing me to so sometimes I will go up to those cousins and be like okay my parents are constantly comparing me to you like can you help me out or like because sometimes they will just tell me stories of them failing and it sounds toxic but sometimes it just makes me feel better where I'm like okay they're not perfect like they mess up I mess up like it's it's normal they're also human um and I think the comparison doesn't just come with like family members like we said this earlier but like a lot of times you'll compare yourself to your friends um I know for me it's both physically and academically because even though I know that I'm like a really smart student like I always am just like maybe I only got this grade because x person helped me or sent me this quizlet or whatever um this is kind of like going off of our original point but yeah I I think comparison is like the main reason why also I kind of try and I I'm like falling out of my passion because I'm like nobody else has this passion maybe it's not worth like continuing maybe this is something like I shouldn't try anymore or like I'll see people write better than me and I'm like yeah I I got lied to in seventh grade like I don't need to keep doing this but yeah so I think for me if there's anything that I've taken away from just kind of like talking about this um it just all brings back this one time when I was talking with my cousin about how I know when I've chosen the right path in life and he just told me that in college his professor had him write down whatever his goal was whether it was like engineering IT theater like all those were some of the things that he he had passions for and if you put your passion in an envelope and like put your goal in an envelope and you decide you don't want to do it anymore and you burn it and it feels right then you know that you've you're giving up the right thing like it sounds so stupid but I think that it really helps I've done it a lot (laughs) because my mind has changed about my life a lot and if it feels bad to let go of something then I just write it down again and put it in a different envelope and act like it didn't happen because now I know that I made the wrong decision and that I actually do have a love for some bad thing still like yeah that's super cliche or like stupid but I think that it's important to find these helpful tools and like just really get to know yourself and know what you want to do with your life and not let even your parents dictate that decision. Yeah, I think for me, if there's anything I've taken away from like today, it's that like, one, like everybody is kind of like, they're everybody's struggling in different ways. Everybody's trying to figure out what they want. And I think if you're comparing yourself to other high schoolers, um, I would 
obviously don't do that because if you've learned anything from this episode, it's that like everybody like you might think like right now I'm like, yeah, I want to be a doctor. Like in two years, I could be doing something completely different. So don't compare yourself to your classmates, your friends, whatever, as tempting as it might be, you like, you really have to like emphasize to yourself that like everybody's doing different things. Everybody's struggling, even if they're not showing it. And honestly, if there's another thing that I would, I hope that like the listeners take away is that like, you don't have to make your life decision now. Like, I feel like that's so pushed on to like when you're 17, 18, even like 16, like you have to make your life decision, like choose your career, blah, blah, blah. When the reality is like, you still, like, I think you have the, depending on like what college you go to, like you don't have to have like a finalized major until like your, um, like the end of your first or second year. So I think like in, in this time between like high school and then those first two years of college, like try everything out. Like you really might not know what you're good or not good at. Like I know for me, I didn't know, I didn't like think about fencing at all. Like I honestly didn't even know it was a sport until like I had like a friend force me to go to one of her classes and like, I really enjoy it now. So try like any hobby, even if like, you're not um, sure if you're going to enjoy it because you never know you might. And then you might like turn it into like a career or turn it into like a hobby where you can make money off of it. (laughs) You know, Um, I think, yeah, I think like with this whole topic about like passion and hobbies and like careers, um, again, don't make your, your, what you're something you're um, passionate about or like a hobby, your career, because we said this like five times already, but you're probably going to get bored of it and not enjoy it. Um, but yeah, I think that's the reason you should go into so many things because you could find so many hobbies and like build so many passions and you might turn, like, you might start to have a passion for like science and like turn that into like a career or like a passion for like fighting others and going to law like you know so you never know what you might or might not be good at so and you don't really lose much by trying um and I'm sure like most schools have like um things you can try debate club fashion club whatever like you can try them in your school because I know that it's hard um paying for like out of school programs um so yeah, I think that would be the main thing. Just don't turn your passion, your main passion into a career and um, comparing yourself isn't going to make you get as far as whoever you're comparing yourself to. It's only going to hold you back. Yeah. So the last thing I want to say is pretty much um, similar to what um, both of you said, but like, uh, don't try not to compare yourself to others. And if other people are comparing you to someone else, um, try to ignore it because I know from experience it can be very tolling on your mental health. Um, and also, like, while you should pursue something that can, like, make you some kind of money, like, don't let that stand in the way of, like, what you're interested in. Um, like, don't go into a career you hate um, just because it'll make you money. Like, I, over my dead body, would I enter the medical field just for the money? Because I hate that. Um so yeah, what I had said, don't go too ham into your like hobbies as a career because um, you'll probably get sick of it or you'll realize that you don't really like it um, because of the work that you need to put into like actually doing it. But also I want to say that if anything piques your interest like at all, 
like if you suddenly are like, hmm, I want to try creative writing, just do it. Like you never know if that'll like be something that you're like, wow, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Like you never know. So you should just, you just always try new things and you, you might find an unexpected career. I know for me, everything you guys just said was really impactful. And thank you for talking on this week's episode. And we'll be back next week with a new episode. And thank you for listening.